When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Pleased to welcome to the City Ford Faceoff Show former National Hockey League official, referee Tim Peel checking in. Hey, Tim, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Hey, Reed. How are you today? I'm doing very well. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hey, uh, let everybody know what you're up to these days. It sounds like you're keeping pretty busy. Yeah, you know what? It's good. It's... Uh... The last couple of years, I you know, for for uh, Edmonton fans, I knew it was time to retire when Connor McDavid was going past me down the wing, and I felt like I was one of those turnstiles at the New York subway. And uh, I figured it, I'm getting older, and the players are getting younger, so it was time to get out. But you know, the game's so much fun, and, and Edmonton are so they're so fortunate. I took my son Bronson to watch McDavid play in St. Louis the other day, and that's when Yamiato scored with. Uh, uh, 27.5 seconds to go on him and it's it, it's just amazing watching him play he's the fastest most skilled player I've ever seen live or at any point well I'm sure fans love hearing that and it's cool you're watching the NHL and you're mentioning the players like I'm curious though when you when you watch a game and I know you're doing some stuff with daily face-off I think talking about rules uh, and right. officials when, when you watch a game how much is watching the skill level of the players and how much are you still putting yourself into the heads of the referees on the ice a, a bit of both for sure you know I, when i when i you know i'm watching the uh the blues and the red wings right now and i'll watch the Oilers later on tonight and and i'll watch the officials you know i think they're doing a good job i think there's always room for improvement um i know there was there was a concern with uh maybe not the edmonton organization but certainly the fans that connor wasn't getting the calls at the beginning of the year and and some of them justifiably, uh, you know, I would agree with. Um, but I think as of late, uh, he's been getting those calls. And he's just such a skilled player that uh, when when he does get tripped or hooked, it, it really sticks out. And uh, But, no, I you know, I'm a fan now. And my son, you know, he plays here in St. Louis. He's on a select team. And Jamal Mayer is the ex-NHL player. Him and I coach the team together. And I'm just having fun, enjoying it, and enjoying being a fan. You know, you mentioned McDavid, and of course I was going to ask you about that anyway, so we'll, we'll go down that path a, a little bit. And you mentioned being on the ice with him and how how fast he is, and there are a lot of fast players in the league. I mean, we, we watched Gurianov last night for Dallas burn oh it on the goodness. Oilers right, at, right. at score a goal. Is it... <sighs> I mean, how how do refs adjust to that speed where maybe five years ago they thought, okay, I need to be here as the puck is coming down the ice, and, and now they're thinking, oh, wait a minute, I, I need to be over here to, to see everything. Are there... Like, t- tell me about dealing with the speed of the game. No, that, that's that's a good point because I'll tell you one thing as a as a 
in the in the four official system with two referees, you never want to be chasing the play. If you're chasing the play from behind, you the chances of you catching an infraction aren't as good as if you're backing up to the play and you have the players in front of you. So you can see the hook on the hand, the hook, you know, the the trip on the skate. So you know, maybe with the, with the speed of the game and with certain players, do our officials maybe have to cheat a little bit? Maybe. But I know Stephen Walkham and the NHL, they've done a tremendous job in the last two years. I was, I've gone to a couple games this year, and they've hired, and you probably know this, Reed, but they've hired a lot of ex-pro hockey players, American League players, East Coast Hockey League players, and these guys are phenomenal skaters. And that's the kind of the avenue that the NHL is going. They're like, hey, we need, we still need to hire referees, but we need to hire athletes because the speed of the game is so quick now that we need referees that can keep up with the pace. Travis Toomey, former U of A Golden Bear, is Hello. now a, a linesman, right? So, yeah, that definitely. I, I got I got to talk to him when he uh, signed the contract to work in the NHL and the American Hockey League. There is a, a perception that another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. That, that everything can't be called on McDavid because he's fouled so often. I know I know you sort of touched on that, but you you like would a ref ever think that way where it's like, no, well, you know? No, no that, that would be completely inaccurate. And, and uh, I think at some point we need to, you know, I, you know this, Reed, especially growing up in Canada. I grew up in New Brunswick and I live in St. Louis now. And officiating has always been a lightning rod for 75 years. Officiating in the NHL, it's the same thing every year. And for whatever reason, our sport, we really uh, tend to focus on the officials more than I think any other sport. And I, I really think that if you look at the, the two highlight reel goals that McDavid scored this year, there was he went through three or four players on both plays. Not one of them tried to hook or trip him because they knew they know if they put a stick in there and it's parallel to the ice and they get it on the, on his hands. But but think about that for a second. Not one of them put their stick out to even try to hook him and slow him down. So we have to give the credit. A lot of credit to the players because they adapt to the rules. But I think our officials have called a, a, a done a good job of calling the standard this year. Are there going to be times that a player gets tripped? And, it, you know, of course it happens in our league where you've got the best player in the world in Connor McDavid. And maybe in, in a one-week span, there are three or four or two or three trips that haven't been called. And now it becomes national headlines. Yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective for sure. And, and you're right. Unfortunately, 
uh, you and your colleagues picked a thankless profession, where, as you said, the <laughs> criticism the criticism started the day of the first NHL game, and it's going <laughs> to continue for, for eternity. Uh, and I think it does get talked about more in Edmonton recently because of McDavid. You know, Rob, I, Rob Brown sure. and I do the post-game show here, and, and uh, after one of the games on the road trip, we said to people, okay, you know what, call in, but don't just complain. Tell tell us how you what you would do. Tell us if you were in a room full of referees right. or could run the league, uh, right. what what you would like. And we got some interesting ideas. One thing that's come up, and and I asked Gary Bettman about this a few years ago, and he gave me a flat out no. And you know how you know Gary's very good at taking the conversation <laughs> down the path he wants it to go. But I asked him about referees doing media post game. Would you ever be open to, to referees uh, answering questions after a game or giving explanations of calls after games? You know what, Reed? It's a great question. I was asked that a few months ago, and it was when the World Series, or I'm sorry, the uh, ALCS was going on, and there was a play in the Red Sox uh, game, and Sam Holbrook, the Major League umpire, came out after and gave a press conference and explained the rule because the umpires got it right in that game. So it's that's a great question because I've been asked that many times before and we have 70, I'm sorry, 67 officials on our staff. Some people are better at communicating than others. We, you know, they're they're in the National Hockey League for a reason because they're good referees. Does that make them good public speakers? Probably not. Um, for them to come out and explain, you know, we have officials from Europe, we have, uh, you know, French-Canadian officials, we have, you know, Americans and Canadians, and for them to come out and, and give a press conference or, or explain a rule, some people are just better at it than others. You know, I know I, I would feel comfortable with it. I know Kelly Sutherland would. I know Wes McCauley would. But some people... They don't that they don't like that you know they don't like the because basically you're you're almost public speaking and some people are good at it and some people aren't so I, I think the NHL is on the they do the right thing by going through Gary Mahar and as much as it maybe frustrates some fans I think it's the right thing to do when you're looking at the big picture. Former NHL referee Tim Peel joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show. We're getting you ready for the Oilers and Coyotes at 8 o'clock. Uh, a couple more for you here, Tim. What is the biggest misconception that observers of the NHL have about referees or maybe the one or two things you hear where you're kind of like, I, why do people keep saying that about refs? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> two things I would say. I, I, I screwed up, well, I've, I've messed up you know, many calls over 23 years, but I remember uh, messing up a call one night at Madison Square Garden, and, and it, it, it led to the winning goal for the, for the visiting team, and it was a goalie interference. It was before we had goalie interference penalties, or before we could review goalie interference. And Lundquist had been interfered with, and the game ended, and they lost 3-2. And I went back to the hotel, and you know, I had a pit in my stomach for three or four days because I knew I I had determined the outcome of the game, and a lot of fans and maybe players, but and maybe media think that all well, the refs just go back to the hotel and have a couple beers, and they, they don't care. But 
that's the biggest min- misconception. We care more than anything. You know, we, we we take a lot of pride in our job, and and that's what got us to the NHL level is taking pride in their job. And and the other thing that I hear of all the time is, oh, it was a makeup call. It was a makeup call. Well, was it a penalty? Well, yeah, it was a penalty. Well, just well, why was it, why are you saying it was a makeup call then? And that happens when three or four or five penalties have been called against one team, and all of a sudden another team takes a penalty, and instantly the refs go, oh, it was a makeup call. Well, or the announcers go, that was a makeup call. Well, no, it wasn't a makeup call. Was it a penalty? Yes, it was a penalty. Then it wasn't a makeup call. And I don't know where the the term makeup call came in. I'd like to, I'd like a history uh, buff to find that out for me because it's been used so much over the last 20, 30, 40 years, makeup calls. But two things, there's that, and, and our referees take a lot of pride in their work. You know, we, we get, we get uh, rated throughout the season, and if we're, we're not rated high enough, we go home at the end of the season. And the 20 referees out of the 34 go on to work the playoffs and get paid bonus money per round to make the playoffs. So there's there's an incentive there for you to be one of the top-rated officials because you can make some extra money during the playoffs. Yeah. See, well, so this is why I, I, I always jump at the opportunity to interview a referee or a former referee because you get the human side of it, right? And I liked how you talked that, that you take the baggage of a rough game back to the hotel just like a player might who went minus five or scored on his own net or whatever. So, yeah, no, and, 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 and you're right, and sorry, to, uh, but just one more thing is, is I remember a few years ago I called a penalty against Boone Jenner in Columbus, and I looked at the replay, and it was a terrible call. And, and the whole time... We just don't make a call and we go, ah, oh, well, I don't care what happens. The whole time I was going, man, I hope the other team doesn't score on the power play. Man, I hope the other team doesn't score on the power play. They kill it off. I go over towards the coach, John Tortorelli, standing there. And Boone Jenner sitting in front of him. And I go to Boone. I go, Boone, I, I looked at the replay. It was a bad call. I'm really glad you, you killed it off. And instantly between on their bench, three or four players go up. Oh, he don't worry about it. And Torch looks at me and goes, thanks for coming over. That's all they want. We're going to make mistakes. It's, it's human nature. We're going to miss calls. We're not watching it in slow-mo. We're not watching it three or four times. We're calling it in real time. But as long as you acknowledge that you did make a mistake to the players and the coaches, they can accept that. So, so let me, and I, and I know you've told the story, but I haven't had you on, on my show. You, you had the incident with the open mic last year. I went back I and watched it. I remember that. Yeah, I bet I you do. I, I went back and watched it today, and I, 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 I'm glad I did because actually the sentence you were saying got cut off. So maybe the context of what you were actually communicating wasn't what you were going to communicate. It said You said something like, I was... You know, so, to get a right. So, what, what's your what's your yeah. version of this here? What you you lived so, it? What happened? So, I had four weeks to go. I was retiring. Uh, April twenty fourth was my final game, and I had made a call. I I sincerely thought Vic, Victor Arvidsson had kicked uh, the Detroit players' feet out, and I watched the replay. And because we had a TV timeout, and I watched the replay, and I I said to Kelly Sutherland, it was more Kelly Sutherland's one of our top one, two officials in the league. And, and and we came up together and, you know, have a lot of, we had a lot of respect for each other. And, and it was more, 
more my embarrassment that I had made this call because that's not the type of penalties that I called. I, I worked playoffs almost every year that I was in the league, and there was a reason because I didn't make crappy calls, and I made a crappy call. And I simply said ah, I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville, and my verbiage just came out wrong because my I, I didn't want to get a penalty against Nashville. Kelly and I called two penalties against Nashville the entire game. So obviously my intent wasn't there. And, and because I wasn't going to see Nashville again, uh, because I only had four weeks to go in my season, I had been down to the dressing room before the game to talk to their equipment managers and give them some gifts and so on to thank them for everything they had done for me over the years. And Todd Richards, the assistant coach, was sitting there and we talked for half an hour about horses and our kids and, and just life in general. So I didn't go out in the ice going, I wanted to get a penalty. I just, for whatever reason, and I still have no idea to this day why I said it. My verbiage just came out wrong. And I just want everybody to know it wasn't like I, I, with four weeks to go in my season, I thought, you know what, I'm going to blow up 23 years of my career. And, and I said to my wife when I came home, because it was, it was a tough day, you know, that next day when I heard that I had worked my last game. And uh, I said, you know, I, everything I have is because of the National Hockey League. And I said, it's amazing. I said, in the world we live in now, I said, 23 years, I built a reputation up you know, worldwide, North America, especially in my adopted hometown of St. Louis. You know, I'd done the Olympics and, and Winter Classics and All-Star Games and playoff games. And a two-second audio clip, a two-second audio clip took it all away. It wasn't like I got charged with domestic abuse. I said a racial slur. I, I got a DUI. Let's really put things in perspective. I said the wrong thing, and it came out wrong, and that two-second audio clip completely destroyed it all. Well, Tim, it was headlines, and guys like me did talk about it, but I do think you're you're remembered for, for far more than that, so I, I hope you know that. And, and I hope No, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I hope we could talk again. I, I know it's American Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I, I just want to ask you I just want to ask you one more. And I often ask this of, of referees or people who, who have you know had incredible careers like you. It's it's a thankless profession sometimes, as we've talked about. Sometimes only the mistakes get pointed out. But, you know, we need boys and girls to become men and women who are officials. So what would you say to those teens who are maybe making a few bucks a game, you know, ref in minor hockey or minor basketball, and they're not sure if they want to stick with it? What would you say to them? You know, I, I, that's a great question, Reed, because I actually have a ref school, referee school here in St. Louis. It's my third year. Uh, we just completed it this past spring, and we're trying to improve officiating in the St. Louis area. And I, I said to them, you know, we're, the kids are 14 to 21, 24 years old, and I said to them at the training camp, I go, you, you have to, I know it's difficult, but you, you really have to try to, uh, um, ignore the the white noise, you know, the these crazy parents. I don't know. I think our parents in hockey are honestly the craziest of any sport, and and I don't know why because they, you know, they maybe they all think their son's going to play in the NHL, and but you know, as much as I I'm trying to teach them to to just focus on the game, and you know what, it's a good way you can make some great extra money. You can work on your skiing if you're a hockey player. But I understand why coaches and, and 
parents get upset because Jamal Mayers and I, as I mentioned, we coach a select team in St. Louis, and his son and my son play on it. And we were at a tournament back in September, and him and I both were yelling at the refs. And I said to Jamal after, I go, we can't yell at the refs. I go, we can't do it. Now, the biggest complaint I have and that I try to instill with my students is when parents see a young official out there that isn't working hard and he's just going through the motions. And and I tell, told my students, listen, that might be an 8U game or a 10U game, and it might not mean much to you because you want to be doing a AAA game, but it means something to those kids on the ice. So if you're going to go out there and you're getting paid, Put, put just work hard. Put work hard, and usually, you know, it was like me in my career. I, I felt like if I worked hard, like anything in life, if you work hard, good things will happen. Tim, thank you so much. Let's keep in touch. Happy Thanksgiving. I, I'm so thankful you came on the Faceoff Show tonight. All the best to you. Thank, thank you, Reed, and uh, good luck tonight in the game. I'll be watching. That is Tim Peel, former NHL referee. Awesome to hear from him. We'll talk about it a little bit more with Bob Stoffer next on the City Fort Faceoff Show. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.